Coopers. As always, it is my pleasure that you've joined me for today's podcast of Second Chance Coaching. My name is Dr. Richard Lewis. If you'd be so kind as to leave me a rating and your feedback, I would very much appreciate it as it will help dynamic people such as yourself optimally find this podcast, subscribe to the podcast, and add it to their library of other favorite podcasts. As you know, at Second Chance Coaching, we focus on seeing everyday life through the eyes of the returning citizen, as well as highlighting the resiliency of the human spirit. I love to work with you one-on-one, whether you're a returning citizen, a coaching client seeking their second chance, or you're a representative of a business, college, or university seeking to integrate and support their returning citizens in your organizational and learning environment. Feel free to contact me via email at richard at secondchancecoaching.com, or you can find me also on Instagram at the Dr. Richard Lewis. Well, today marks the mist of us being in the holiday season. And the holiday season brings about so many different feelings, traditionally and especially now in a year of pandemic. But it's quite likely that when we were younger, the holiday season brought about really awesome feelings of joy and family and celebration and love. And I think as we get older, we balance those feet. We still have those feelings, hopefully, of joy, family, celebration and love. But it also balances out with the challenges that we face in life, as well as if we have faced grief and loss along the way. When we go through that, the holidays can also come with the reminders of what and whom we have lost. Overall, I try to look at balancing the holiday season as a time for reflection and my ability to mark the new year, which brings about new beginnings. I really mark it as the point that's designated as my fresh new second chance, the opportunity to build bigger, faster, and stronger in a new year. All of us, every year, we usually mark a new year at two points. First, we mark it by December 31st, which is universally known as New Year's Eve. That's when we celebrate and prepare for the new calendar year, which would start the next day on January 1st. And then there's our birthdays, which is the personal point of our own new year. For myself, the holiday season is highlighted on both of those parts, the personal and the universal new year. Of course, we already know the universal new year is December 31st, January 1st. But then also, my birthday falls during the holiday season. This coming Wednesday, December 23rd, your second chance coach turns 49 years young. (laughs) When I was younger, the season was very festive. We were about to go on Christmas break from school. My godfather's birthday was on December 20th. Then my birthday came around a few days later. Then there was Christmas, and then there was New Year's. When I was younger, I was so spoiled when it came to this time of year. I usually would have a birthday gift and a Christmas gift, and sometimes, you know, relatives give money, things of that nature. But as you get older, the gifts, the cards, and even the money, yes, they get consolidated into one gift. <laughs> but ultimately, whether you're talking about birthdays or Christmas, really what I, what's important to me is just exchanging love, remembering each other, spending time with each other. I would give up all the gifts I've received and any future gifts I would get if I could spend 30 minutes in a room every holiday season with my parents, my children, my niece, and my sister. My parents and son, as you know, are in heaven, and my daughter, sister, and niece, they're out of, they live out of state, and of course, we have to be cautious due to the pandemic, but love is what's bonding all of us. That's what's important, and think about that as you go into the holiday season. That's what's important. The love that bonds us is what, is what it's all about, guys. Now, for myself, I gave myself a gift this year. Now, I didn't give myself a birthday gift and a Christmas gift and money. No, I didn't have it like that. So I gave myself the consolidation gift. And you know, if I gave myself a consolidation gift, I went old school, of course. 
I bought myself a vision board. I found you can find a lot of vision boards on Amazon. If you put vision board in Amazon, it'll come up with so many different boards that you could use. I chose a board that had one half was a dry erase board and the other half was a cork board where I could also I could write on the dry erase part and I could post notes on the cork board part. Now, why did I get a vision board? Now, whether you're talking about the universal new year or your personal new year, I don't particularly believe in resolutions. I do believe in setting out goals, objectives, and strategies. And this tool could really help me get to that point. And it could help you get to that point as well. I also doubled down on the old school methodology by getting a notebook, pen, and a highlighter. So now I have the notebook, pen, highlighter, vision board, dry erase markers, and of course, a dry eraser. Now, why do I utilize all these tools? We have all these ideas that float around in our head whether it be for our academic, personal, professional aspirations, things with family. We have all kinds of things that go on in our mind. The writing things down on a notebook and then putting it on a vision board with goals, objectives, and a timeline, that helps me take the clutter out of my mind. So when I put everything on there, it really helps me strategize how I want to get from point A to point Z. Now, usually we always say from point A to point B. But really, you want it to be comprehensive. You want it to be all-encompassing and really step out of your comfort zone. So I say point A to point Z. And when we mark the, this exercise and work on our new beginnings and our new year for you and I, it's every day we could work on this. It's a tool that we could use every day to mark our new beginnings, the new chances and the new things that we want to approach and how we want to see our accomplishments and get closer as we go from point A to point Z. And when you're on your reentry journey as a returning citizen, you're always looking at it as how you get to the next goal, to the next step to optimize your journey back into mainstream society. So now let's go into the exercise. So now when I get my vision board on Wednesday on my birthday, hopefully, or on Thursday on Christmas Eve, I'll install my vision board. I'll have my notebook. I'll have my pen. I'll have my highlighter, dry erase markers and dry, dry, erase, dry erase erasers. And now I'm ready to go through the exercise of mapping out my strategy of new beginnings, new goals, new objectives, new strategies. Now, the first step I want to do to do this is really to have patience. Now, if you're doing this with me, make sure you have patience with yourself. I have to remind myself every day to have patience. Because remember, slow and steady wins the race. Well, I've always said that to you guys. Now, my mom used to always like to have a garden, whether we were in New York or here in Florida. And she would always plant seeds. So to be able to have flowers bloom or if she wanted to plant fruit like avocado or, or pineapple or mangoes, she always, had, she always had those things going around here in the house. Now, when she planted those seeds, she didn't expect the mangoes or the avocados to plant up or the flowers to plant up the next day. She knew, as well as I'm reminding you, and I always have to also remind myself, that the victory is staying consistent in the process. You toil, you, toil you, you, you prepare the soil, you put the seeds in, you water, you cultivate it, and eventually those avocados, those mangoes, those pineapples, those flowers, the things that you're trying to get, the goals, objectives, and strategies that you want to see manifest, you'll see those things will happen one day. In my field in education, I work with students and colleagues all the time that are looking for higher degrees or looking to improve and get new credentials, and they know that when they come into the office or if they talk to me about coaching, that when they know that when they start their first day of school, if their first day of school, for example, is today on Monday, they know that tomorrow they're not going to graduate on their second day of school. 
a wise professor once told me, and I heard him say this to a class, that even if you only take one class per term, you don't do anything but one class, and that's the slowest way that you could go through the process of a program. If you successfully take that one class per term, one day you will graduate. So if slow and steady wins the race and you keep on going with that class, one day you'll graduate because you're staying consistent and you're staying patient with yourself. So let's reset the new beginning strategy. So, okay, you have your vision board, have your notebook, your pen, highlighter, dry erase marker, erasers. Now you have your, we have, you're, reminded, you're reminding yourself that you got to be patient. Slow and steady wins the race. And then next, a few weeks ago, we talked about Covey's seven highly effective habits. And one of the things that we talked about in those habits was you want to begin with the end in mind. So whether your goal is opening a new business, buying a new car, getting out of debt, or losing weight, you're beginning with that goal, that end goal in mind. So today's example of the utilization of the vision board will really be if we want to complete a college degree. So that's the goal. You want to complete a college degree. Let's say you want to complete a bachelor's degree. So you'd say to yourself, what's the first step or what's the first steps in doing this? We've established the, the goal. Now let's look at how we want to get, how we want to establish what is point A. So one of the first things you want to do is you want to get information on the school you want to attend. You want to select a program. You want to decide if you want to do online or a campus setup. You'll have to fill out your financial aid application if you have financial aid. Then you want to look at any career prospects for the program that you want to get into. If you're a returning citizen, you want to look to see, is this field something I'm disqualified for because of my conviction as to, as to am I going to have a problem pursuing this degree or getting a job in this field when I'm finished the degree? Then you want to complete the admissions application. And then, of course, let's say that wonderful day happens, you're accepted into the program. So now we have established our, our point A. You're in the program. You started the program. So now we have the two bookends. You're in the program. That's your point A. And now you're looking at your point Z is getting that college degree, getting that bachelor's degree. And there's a lot of real estate in between now starting the program and then eventually graduating. So now let's use the vision board. The vision board, if we're going to use the vision board. We're going to map out our credits. We're going to make sure we talk to our advisor about course offerings. Maybe you're looking at the ages as, as to when you're starting the program, because maybe you're looking at how you're going to start the program and what finances you need to get through the program. Maybe you have tuition reimbursement at your job or whatever financial aid eligibility you have. Then you look at how many credits you want to take per term. Maybe there's classes that are prerequisites of other classes. You want to take those first. Or maybe there's a combination of classes that you should take, or maybe even a combination of classes that you want to avoid. One of the things that I tell folks in the program that I oversee at the institution I work at is a business program in bachelors. You want to make sure that you're taking those prerequisites first, and you want to make sure that you're staying away from the bad combination of classes. Like, for example, I'd never tell students to take finance and operations management in the same term. It's just a lot of work. And then you look at how long it'll take, depending on how many classes you're going to take. You want to look at how patient you're going to be. Maybe you're also looking at what your age and career prospects or graduate school prospects will be when you are completed with this program. In this program that I oversee, students are also eligible to obtain licenses and certificates and also get either dual associate degrees as well. So when I advise students, there's a program that we have at our institution that if they finish a certain amount of classes, they can even get three state of, state of Florida insurance licenses. They could also take another class that make them eligible to, to pass and take, to take and pass the state of Florida real estate agent exam. 
So if they're looking to optimize their degree and optimize their vision board, they could get their degree, they could get four licenses, they could get other certificates and dual degrees and really make themselves a cutting edge, a cutting edge candidate when it comes to graduation and when it comes to competing for different positions or different career prospects when, they, when they're done with school. Also utilize that, that vision board that you want to review your goals and strategies every 90 days. Certainly you want to review it at the end of every term and see where you're at. So now you've utilized this vision board where you have your end goal and your starting point and you went through all the steps in this example as far as what's going to happen from point A to point Z. So you've utilized this vision board. You want to map out those processes between the start and finish. Of course, make sure you review it every 90 days. Now, we use this goal of getting a bachelor's degree, but it's really applicable to any goal because the multiple things that we have on our plates, whether it's personal, professional, academic, if you're a returning citizen and you're dealing with com community supervision, whether you're dealing with finances or family, there's so much going on. And the simple process of utilizing the vision board, your notebook, and all those tools to write and erase, to, to write something down, have a new beginning, change this, make it a second chance, you visualize it on the map and you're able to see the completion process in front of you instead of taking you through the process of keeping it in your mind and not sure where you start or even know where you finish. The vision board, if you utilize it, it will really help you out with that. If you're looking to get a vision board, get a vision board. See if it works for you. Try it for 30 days. I'll try it and certainly I'll keep you guys updated as far as the goals in which I'm doing and how it's working out for me. But once again, if you want to work together on a vision board or you want to work together in a coaching situation, you have a situation as a returning student or as a coaching client or as a representative of a business or a college or university, you want to see how you want to help your returning citizens, contact me. Feel free to email me at richard at secondchancecoaching.com or via Instagram at the Dr. Richard Lewis. Remember, you've been blessed to see another day. You've been blessed with your second chance. So make the best of it. I want to wish you and yours a very Merry Christmas, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Hanukkah, and whatever you celebrate. And Happy New Year 2020.